Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 171 of Brewers on Tap. The Brewers clinching the postseason this week. And for the first time in 37 years, the Brewers going to the postseason in back-to-back seasons. The sixth time in the organization's history that they're going to Major League Baseball's postseason. And they popped the champagne on Wednesday after they clinched at least a wildcard berth with their win over the Cincinnati Reds. We'll have a little bit more on all of that in just a few seconds. But this run, the Brewers are on. That's really the story right now in baseball. They are the hottest team in baseball. And it's been an incredible thing to have a front row seat for. It's been an incredible thing to have any kind of seat for, to watch this team do what they've done in the month of September. Now let's take you through this month and what they've been able to do. They have three games remaining in the month. The Brewers have gone 20 and 4 in the month of September. 20 and 4. It is unheard of. This is a historic month the Brewers have put together. And then you back it up just a couple days before the end of August and the Brewers are 22 and 5 over their last 27. They turned it on and they have not slowed down And they're coming to Colorado now for the final three games, hoping for a sweep because they're trying to catch the St. Louis Cardinals, who they trail by a game right now for the NL Central crown. Now, I just told you how historically incredible this last month has been for the Brewers. Remember, 2018 was an unbelievable September for the Brewers as well. They entered that month trailing the Cubs by five games in the NL Central. They caught them, and the Cubs didn't exactly play bad baseball in the month of September. The Brewers went out and caught them in 2018. They went 19-7 and in September, if you include Game 163 as well, which was actually October 1st. They went 19-7 and to finish the season last year. They, of course, won their last eight regular season games and then continued winning once they got into the postseason. That was an amazing September. People are talking about the Brewers and the magic that they found in September. Well, look at this. This is better. This has been a more incredible run that the Brewers have gone on, and they've done it without having Mike Moustakis and Christian Yelich on the field at the same time, really at any point over the course of this last month. Yelich goes down with the injury. The next night, Moustakis comes back into the lineup. So they've been at without one or the other for pretty much the entire month. And, of course, they've been without Christian Yelich for upwards of three weeks now. But you go back to 2018. At the end of August in 2018, the Brewers were 76 and 60. At the end of August in 2019, the Brewers were 69 and 66. The Brewers, with a sweep, and that's going to be hard to do, but the Brewers, the way they're playing, you can't rule it out. With a sweep of Colorado... The Brewers would finish with 92 wins. They had 95 wins a year ago through 162 games. Remember, they won number 96 over the Cubs in game 163. So the Brewers, for all the ups and downs of this year, 
for the injuries that they've dealt with, whether it be Christian Yelich or Corey Knebel and all the injuries in between, for all of that, they have a shot to finish just three games off their number from a season ago. That's really staggering when you consider everything that has happened to this team this year and the run they've had to go on to put themselves in that position. It's incredible, and this team, top to bottom, deserves so much credit, whether it be Mark Atanasio, whether it be David Stearns, whether it be Craig Council, who in my mind is the NL Manager of the Year, whether it be the MVP in Christian Yelich, to a guy like Corey Spangenberg, who's had a big impact and put some big swings on the baseball, made some good defensive plays over the month of September. It has been a team effort, and it has been really fun to watch and to see it all go down. Here's what we have for you on the podcast. It's a happy podcast. So we're going to take you inside the clubhouse after the clincher on Wednesday night over the Cincinnati Reds. The Brewers currently sitting at 89-70. and 70. They were 88-70 and 70 after they beat the Reds on Wednesday night. And we're going to take you in the clubhouse. You're going to hear from Lorenzo Cain. You're going to hear from Mike Moustakis, Jeff Levering, and I bringing you those interviews from the Brewers Clubhouse on Wednesday night. And then we're also going to let you listen in to a conversation I had with the Brewers Minor League Pitcher of the Year in Aaron Ashby. Uh, there was some stiff competition for that award, and you're going to hear from him as well before the podcast is all said and done. The Brewers are on a roll. They're going to the postseason again. The question we have right now is, where are they going? When does it start? Could be Tuesday night in the wild card. That could be in Washington. That could be in Milwaukee at Miller Park. That is to be determined over the course of this weekend. But the other part that is to be determined is who wins the NL Central. Because right now, the Brewers just a game back of the St. Louis Cardinals for the NL Central. And should these two teams finish in a tie, when the games complete on Sunday, the Brewers would be heading to St. Louis for a game 163, just like they headed to Chicago after game 162 last year and took on the Cubs in a game 163. They would play St. Louis in a 163 in St. Louis because the Cardinals won the season series from the Brewers. If the Washington Nationals and the Brewers finish the season in a tie and the Brewers do not overtake the Cardinals in the Central, then the Brewers would host the wild card because the Brewers have the season series over the Nationals. There's no reason for a playoff because the wild card is that playoff. So those are kind of the scenarios out in front of you right now. The number one seed in the NL is going to be the Dodgers. So if you go to the wild card and you win the wild card, you're going to be heading to L.A. to take on the Dodgers. The number two seed's the Braves. So if you somehow win the division, then you're going to Atlanta to take on the Braves. There's a lot of things going on right now. Guys have all their clothes packed with them here on the road. Nobody knows when you're coming home yet. Nobody knows if we're going to be going to a laundromat at some point to get our clothes washed. It is what makes this a really fun time of year. Okay, let's get this thing started, and let's go into the clubhouse. Braun sends it to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and go on again for Ryan Braun. He just hit another three-run shot out of here. Time to catch up with the crew. Well, moments after the Brewers were back up in the clubhouse celebrating 
their win over the Cincinnati Reds on Wednesday, I had a chance to grab Lorenzo Cain and talk to him about what it's like to be back in the postseason yet again. I do have Lorenzo Cain, and he is getting absolutely drenched and destroyed, and you're also holding two champagne bottles. Hey, this was a long year. You dealt with a lot of injuries. How satisfying is this to be in this position right now? It's very satisfying. You know, uh, we go through ups and downs we have all season long. Um, definitely nice to come on top in the end and, and, and find a way to get in the playoffs. You know, we've been battling all, this, all season long. You know, we have a lot of ups and downs throughout the season, and to find a way to, to come through like we did and find a way to get in this playoffs and have a hot September, you know, uh, it just means, means the world to me. How fun is it that this was a complete team effort all month? I mean, it really took every single guy on the 40, man. Yes, it did. You know, you, when our boy Yelly went down with, with the kneecap injury, you know, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people might have counted us out, but you guys, every, everybody stepped up in their own way, you know, pitching staff, training staff, coaches, you know, uh, all the defense, all, all, the, all the hitters stepped up each night. And, uh, so, you know, we kind of just took turns down in September, everybody stepping up in a huge way. So uh, it, was, it was greatly needed, and I'm happy we're, we're, in, this, we're in the situation we're in right now. Does this feel like last year, or does it feel like its own new thing? I feel like it's, it's our own new thing, you know. Um, like I said, we, we, we snuck in the wild card so far, you know, um, depending on how the rest of the rest of the season plays out, you know, uh, even if we can find a way to, to get, get to that 163 again against, against St. Louis, that would be nice to uh, go out and do as well. But uh, we'll see what happens. We'll keep grinding to the end of the season, and uh, hopefully we get in the playoffs and do some damage. How long do you think it's going to be until you get dry? Uh, How long do you think it's going to be until you get dry? It's going to be a long night. I, I can feel it already. You know, it kind of sucks we got a big game tomorrow. <laughs> you know? and we can't really enjoy it as much as we want to. But, uh, you know, at the same time, you know, we understand we got to enjoy every bit of the night and wake up with the same mentality, be ready to go out there and, and, and hopefully get a win. Congratulations, Lo. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Pretty good concentration from Lorenzo Kane. He was getting doused with champagne and beer dumped on his head and everything else over the course of that interview. That is the veteran and the professional that he is. Uh, Jeff Levering and I also had a chance to talk to Mike Moustakis, who has become really one of the, the real leaders of this team, along with Lorenzo Kane as well, Ryan Braun, Christian Yelich. Uh, these guys are kind of the heartbeat of this team in many ways. And Mike Moustakis was fired up. He's starting to get used to this. A couple of postseason appearances in 14 and 15 with the Royals. Back-to-back -back World Series appearances with one World Series win. And, of course, now back-to-back -back years with the Brewers in the postseason. We had a chance to catch up and talk to him. Moose, uh, last offseason you wanted to come back to Milwaukee. This is where you wanted to be again. How special is this one that you got to do it from day one? Yeah, this is really special. I mean, uh, to be able to come back here and – and and be here from spring training all the way to uh to right now it's been unbelievable man this is a uh, such a special group of guys and um you know we fought hard this entire uh this entire year and we got to this point it's un it's incredible what was it like for you over the course of this year? you're one of the leaders of this group obviously and and there were times where leadership was needed but this group has always been close and tight so i don't think anybody ever really wavered no um you know going through a season uh spring training 162 games um even even the leaders need guys to help pick them up, and um, you know everybody in this clubhouse just continue to pick each other up, and uh, never let anybody get too down, never let anybody get too high, and uh, we just came together every single night, ready to win a ball game, and we were able to do that a lot this year, and it's an incredible run for us right now. Started the season as a second baseman, you end the season as a third baseman. That's kind of 
not just what you do. That's what this team does as well. Everybody just picks each other up. Again, uh, absolutely. You know, um, we uh, we're, we're able to go out there and compete every day. We've got interchangeable parts, and um, <laughs> still the MVP as always. It's it's awesome, uh, and we wouldn't be here without that guy. Uh, you know what Yelly's been able to do for us is incredible, and uh, he's a huge part of the reason why we're here. But uh, again. Uh, speaking of him with the interchangeable parts, we've had guys have to step up. Grish, uh, Lolo's been playing great, and uh, Bronny's been huge these last 20 games or so. So it's been uh, it's been awesome to watch. Your game in Miami where you come out on your birthday, you had two home runs. It's the day after Christian went down at the injury. There, it almost seems symbolic in some ways that somebody needed to step up and you were going to be that guy to kind of pave that path. Yeah, um, that, that's, that's kind of what baseball is about, man. I mean, 20, 25. 26 guys going out there every day and somebody else has got to step up each night and you know that was my night and Bronny had the night after and um you know it's been huge everybody's been able to step up everyone's had their moment and um you know big palm pomerantz has been incredible for us so uh watching everybody get get their opportunity and succeeding it's been uh, it's been awesome i know jeff's got something for you upstairs Hey, Moose, congratulations, man. I know you guys are having a blast down there, and this never gets old. I mean, it feels like you've been doing this each and every year for the last five or six years, huh? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, this is why you play baseball, man. This is this is why you go through spring training. You go through uh, 162 games to get to this point to feel that champagne in your eyes, feel that burn, and um, all the hard work you've put in as a team. Uh, this this is why you do it, and this is uh, this is why you play the game. It burns so good, doesn't it? It does, dude. You know it. boy. Uh, it's awesome, man. It's such a it's such an honor to be in this clubhouse with these boys, and uh, we're ready to take on whatever's next. Uh, I mean, we got a great group of guys, but still got some uh, some games left, some really important games. We got to get our minds right. Uh, we're going to enjoy this right now, but get our minds right and get ready to go tomorrow. Four more to go. Go win yourself a division, huh? It's available. Yeah, absolutely, man. We got to go out and just take care of our business. And, uh, you know, whatever happens after that happens. But as long as we win, we'll be in, uh, at a good spot where we want to be at. Congratulations, Mike. Thanks for taking a couple minutes. Go celebrate. Awesome. Thank you, boys. It was certainly a happy clubhouse. The guys didn't get too wild on Wednesday night because they knew they had a big game on Thursday to go try and win. And the Brewers were able to do that, a 5-3 victory over the Reds, sweeping Cincinnati. So it's pretty impressive right now for the Brewers. Seven straight wins, back-to-back sweeps over the Pirates and the Reds now, and three games left with the Colorado Rockies. Okay, everything is very exciting on the major league front, but still things are happening on the minor league side. The Brewers have a handful of prospects in the Arizona Fall League, and they named their Brewers minor league players of the year let's jump in as we check in on the farm checking in on the farm okay as we check in on the farm the arizona fall league is in full effect and the brewers of course sending prospects this year to the Glendale Desert Dogs, and a couple of Brewers prospects have performed well so far. David Fry, who spent the year in the Midwest League with the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, led the Midwest League in doubles, was a Midwest League All-Star and postseason All-Star. He is 4 for 8 so far in the early going of the Arizona Fall League. And Victor Castaneda, who was also with the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers this year, he threw four innings of hitless and scoreless baseball in his only appearance so far in the Arizona Fall League. So some pretty uh, encouraging developments there with both of those young men. 
Okay, the Brewers announced their 2019 Robin Yount Performance Award winners. The position player of the year, Trent Grisham. Understandable, deserving, pretty cool. The pitcher of the year was left-hander Aaron Ashby, who began the year in Wisconsin, finished the year in High Carolina. I got a chance to talk to him at Miller Park last week. We're joined by Brewers Minor League Pitcher of the Year, Aaron Ashby. What a season for you. You started in Class A Appleton, you moved up to High A, and your numbers even got better once you got to High A. That's always a good sign. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, starting in Appleton was uh, awesome. Uh, the you know the staff there, the pitching coach, Jim Henderson, is a really good guy and uh, really helped me and taught me a lot about pitching this year, so I was very thankful for that. And uh, then once I got to Carolina, it was like, all right, it was like that you know, kind of push I needed is like, all right, it's time, it's time to go now. And then after that, it's pretty much just going out there every day and competing to the best of my ability. Sometimes you'll talk to guys that will say, hey, I, it took me a couple of starts to adjust to a new level. Didn't seem like that was the case for you. What did you notice in terms of the difference between hitters? Yeah, you know, so going in there, I was kind of told don't throw fastballs and fastball counts was the big thing. So I just was very like unpredictable in my eyes, um, you know, for a hitter. I just wasn't throwing anything that was expected or at least trying to do so. And I think, you know, that's what kind of helped me have that, you know, success early, early on in the Carolina League. Last year during fall instructs, Devin Williams was your catch partner, and now here he is in the big leagues. Does that make it all a little bit more real for you when you see somebody that you were with kind of on even footing a year ago, and now here he is in the show? Yeah, absolutely. It was really cool. Like I was saying earlier, just, just to watch him, even pitch last night, it was just like eyes were just locked on him because, you know, I was just playing catch with that guy, you know, a year ago almost today. Basically, it was when instructs started last year. So to see him out there and throwing was awesome. This was a big year for Brewers Arms. If you look at the organization, there were a ton of great pitchers. Noah Zvalas was the Carolina League Pitcher of the Year. Trey Shupak was the Southern League Pitcher of the Year. So for you to win this award, you had steep competition. Has that sunk in? Did you did you realize that when you got named the Minor League Pitcher of the Year that you were the guy that won it out of a bunch of good candidates? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I got the call, I was extremely surprised because there was, you know, Zavalas and Dylan File had an outstanding yeah. year. Max Lazar had a really great year, and uh, you know Shupak as well. But um, you know, I, I was very excited when I got the news of you know I was getting the award. So absolutely, there's a good core of young arms. You just mentioned a bunch of them, and, and when you guys see the big league club having the success that they're having, how much more hungry does that make you to say, hey, I want to get on the fast track so I can try to get up there as quickly as possible? Yeah, absolutely. You know, watching. You know, I try to watch as many Brewers games as I can just to you know see see what these guys are doing up here. Like you know what what I need to do to get up here because th this is where everyone wants to be, right? So, you know, just just stay in stay in the course and trust in the process is what you, what you got to do to get up here. Your cousin, or your cousin, I should say, your your uncle, of course, is Andy Ashby, um, longtime major leaguer. So there's a lot of baseball in your blood. Uh, this this isn't anything new to you. But you said you didn't grow up around Major League Baseball a ton. Uh, but at the same time, what did his experiences kind of provide for you in terms of blazing the path as a professional? Yeah. So he he just you know kind of said to you know do, be be who you are. Don't don't try to be anyone that you're not because you know who who you are is gonna you know eventually you know get you to where you want to be. And so that was the biggest thing is just not trying to be someone I wasn't and um, to just kind of, you know, be who I am, I suppose. But um, 
having him there along the way has been awesome. I, when I called him that I got the award, he's like, you need to slow down because it took me like three years to get that award. So um, he was really happy for me. It was really awesome. From a stuff standpoint, take us through kind of your repertoire and how it's improved over your years in the organization already. Yeah, absolutely. So I think coming in here, I had a, uh, the slider was the pitch that kind of everyone was like, okay, this, you know, that's, that's his pitch. And then um, just developing the changeup, you know, what has been the biggest thing, I think, in my eyes, um, the pitch that has come the furthest. And uh, it's, it's a really good pitch, and it's a pitch that I, you know, rely heavily on now um, to, to get guys out. So I think that's, that's been one of the greatest, greatest uh, things that the Brewers have, you know, taught me is, how to how to you know have a good changeup in it so yeah well Aaron we appreciate it thanks so much and congratulations on the award again thank you I appreciate it okay that is going to do it for me and for this week's edition of Brewers on Tap thank you for joining us next week we'll have another postseason edition of Brewers on Tap we're getting used to this this is fun have a great week everybody enjoy Brewers baseball at its best I'm Link Grindle. Come on!